This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about those uh, anti-pipeline blockades that seem to be springing up every single day now. Yesterday at the B.C. Legislature, you had anti-pipeline protesters surround the building and not let people into the legislature on throne speech day uh that blockade has gone away but new ones just keep popping up it seems on a daily basis as you just heard on your news granville street right now blocked between georgia and dunsmuir with another protest uh last night we saw a shutdown and a blockade at the intersection of canby and broadway that went on for like 16 hours as protesters essentially took over the intersection and lit a fire uh, there and that one has been cleared away but as soon as one is cleared away it seems like another one uh, just pops up i'm taking a look at a facebook link right now from a lot of these protest groups with plans to shut down government offices in the city of victoria this friday very uh, detailed schedule and plan i don't know if they meant to post this on facebook with public access to it but i was just looking at it in the last in the commercial break with a very detailed plan to shut down dozens of government offices in the city of vancouver that's supposed to happen this friday according to this planning document they've posted meanwhile we talked about this earlier on the show and a lot of the callers were saying why don't the cops move in and arrest some of these people well some arrests are being made on Vancouver Island, they did arrest uh, one man for trying to take down the blockade. It was a Vancouver Island resident was arrested as a residents tried to take down a blockade of the highway. So, you know, you had these blockaders block the highway on the island. Some people not happy about it. They try to take down the blockade. And that's the guy who got arrested. The guy who was trying to take down the, the blockade got arrested. The people who put up the blockade were not arrested. Uh, this seems to be kind of topsy-turvy. What's going on? I mean, shouldn't you be arresting the people blocking the highway, not the people who are trying to unblock it? Premier John Horgan, uh, right, let's have a listen to this. Here is Premier John Horgan speaking to the media about the protests that we saw at the legislature yesterday. These are extraordinary events. Uh, many of you have covered uh, politics and, and the economy in Canada, British Columbia, for a long, long time. I have lived it for a long, long time, and this is unprecedented. That's not to say that we shy away from that and we don't double our resolve to allow peaceful dissent to government policy, but also make sure that there's a complete understanding that you need to allow other people to have their liberty. You need to have, allow other people to go about their business in a free and fair way. And I think that message was underscored by the events of yesterday and the coverage, quite frankly, that I thought uh, was exemplary by all of you in this room. This was a difficult day for us here at the legislature, but as you quite rightly say, it's had ramifications right across the country. 
Okay, I was Premier John Horgan speaking a short time ago about the blockades that we saw yesterday at the B.C. Legislature. As I mentioned, some people wondering why the police are not being more aggressive in arresting people who are blocking roads, highways, buildings, bridges, railway lines. Here's Horgan talking about that, the police inaction at yesterday's protest at the Legislature. Enforcement is in a very difficult position, and I, uh, whether it be here yesterday or at Canby or, or at uh, other points around British Columbia or indeed across Canada, it's very difficult for law enforcement to find that fine line between protecting the rights of people to protest and also protecting the rights of citizens to get on with their lives. And, and I don't have a magic answer to that, and I don't think anyone does. And it, it, quite frankly, if someone says they've got a solution to that, it usually leads down a path that none of us want to go down. Uh, as Premier John Horgan speaking a short time ago. Let's check in now with Cash Heed. He's the former public safety minister, uh, former solicitor general in the province of BC. That makes him the former top cop of the province, former police chief in West Vancouver as well. Cash, it's nice to talk to you again. Good afternoon, Mike. I'm sure you've heard this argument before. Why aren't the cops moving in and clearing these protesters aside? What do you say to that? Well, uh, first of all, I want to tell you that people do have the right to civil, peaceful protests. But when you interfere with the well-being and the nature of people trying to go to and from work or socialize or do whatever in the city of Vancouver and you disrupt that, you've crossed over the line. What has happened here, Michael, is we politicize our police agencies to the extent where they're afraid to actually do what they get paid to do because of the political ramifications. You just have to look at Oppenheimer Park of what's going on there. So when I saw the coverage from yesterday on the legislature, I expected that at the legislature. I'm sure the premier had a say in whether enforcement action was going to be taken along with several others, including the speaker and sergeant-at-arms. But really what disturbed me more so was the fact that the Vancouver police, which is my alma mater for policing, allowed those protesters to stay at Camby and Broadway for over 16 hours. And that really interfered with a lot of people's lives and their well-being here in the city of Vancouver. But when we've stepped over the line, we're allowing this to happen. We're not taking enforcement action when required. I'm not saying hats and bats all the time, but there's ways to deal with this so they don't disrupt people's lives. Yeah, I mean, pro-civil uh, civil disobedience and peaceful protest is one thing, but when you start blocking busy intersections uh, in the city, especially, by the way, Camby and Broadway, uh, just learning today, that's a, a busy ambulance route. So if there is an ambulance emergency, a lot of ambulance drivers will go through. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Through that intersection as a, as a key artery on for ambulances. So imagine, you know, they may have been probably ambulances would have to take a detour if they had been planning to go through that intersection. Like, Mike, 10 years ago today, the anniversary of the Olympics, and I was a solicitor yeah. general at that time, and we were uh, planning how we were going to deal with some of the civil dif- disobedience. And I can tell you, if in fact major intersections were being blocked, the police were going to utilize their powers of arrest and go in and clear those intersections. So 
So we're able to do it if it happened, and we did a few times 10 years ago. But now we go forward 10 years, and we're scared to take action. I, I, you know, again, it's my frustration on police not doing what they're supposed to be doing, how they're supposed to represent uh, law and order in the communities, and politicians can say what they want. They can say that they're not going to interfere with uh, what the police decisions are, but I'll tell you, they're a major influence as to why the police are showing this inaction at such a uh, important time. Okay, is this a case of the police being uh, afraid to take action, or are they just trying to use some discretion and restraint in the hopes that maybe the blockades will stop? I mean, maybe they think like, well, if you go in there and start dragging people away, you're going to make you're going to inflame the situation and make it even worse. No, what we've got uh, attuned to, unfortunately, is these civil injunctions with enforcement orders in order for the police to do anything. We have to get away from that, especially in public places like, I say, Camby and Broadway, where, in fact, the police should be in there without having to go to the courts. And I I don't like it when I hear politicians say, well, it's up to the courts, it's up to the courts. No, the enforcement law is up to the police. It's up to them to go in and do what they they get paid to do. Police officers have a discretion that's inherent in their job built in by the criminal code. However, when you start talking about these major uh, incidents that do take place that are political in nature, uh, the discretion is held by someone else, and usually that's by a political master. Okay, well, what are the rules around going to get a court injunction to clear people aside? Like, for example, in that blockade that you mentioned yesterday that went out for went on for 16 hours at Canby and Broadway. Would the police be required to get a court injunction to clear a major intersection like that, or could they just go in? They could just go in. They have the powers to, because these police, these people are creating what we call mischief, interfering with the well-being of others uh, by disrupting uh, that intersection. They have the powers to do it. When we talk about civil injunctions with enforcement orders, that's usually... Uh, related to, for example, the Port of Vancouver being blocked off where they would get the injunction with an enforcement order or some type of private location where, in fact, uh, they will go for an injunction. And the police will have some representation through the city of Vancouver in the courts, but they will ask for an enforcement order to do it. But when you're talking about public spaces of this nature of Cambian Broadway, you have the power and the uh, authority to go in and arrest those individuals and clear them off the streets. Speaking to former Solicitor General Kashid about the anti-pipeline blockades that are that are popping up, do you think that with the police showing so much restraint here, that that actually emboldens these blockaders and they think like, wow, we're just, we can just get away with this. We can do whatever we want. Let's do it again tomorrow. And they are getting away with it, and that's why we see the action down at Granville and Dunsmuir, uh, Granville and Smythe at this particular time right now. That's why we'll see the action on roadways, on bridges, and other areas, because we are allowing them to embolden themselves in order for them to disrupt society. Yeah, okay, so... Well, if you move in right away, though, isn't it going to get nasty? Like, I was just, I was in the middle of the mob yesterday at the B.C. legislature around here, and man, there's some aggressive-looking people in there, and if you cops come in and start dragging people away, I mean, maybe you risk a a full-scale riot. 
Well, you, you do an assessment on that, and the public order yeah. commander that would be in charge of that would do the assessment to ensure that. Michael, there's stages you go through. And number one is having as much intelligence as you can on that particular group that's demonstrating. Number two is you negotiate with them. For example, in the legislature, uh, going back and sitting back and watching it, I wonder where the negotiators were to open up at least a laneway so the demonstrators yeah. get there. Uh, picture on TV, they get their action documented, but again, having a laneway uh, where people can go in and out of the legislature, you start to negotiate that. When you start to deal with people that are not going to negotiate uh, with you, you perpetuate your action, you escalate your action with respect to that. You don't want a full-scale riot, so you do whatever you can to mitigate those uh, types of incidents. Well, that kind of occurred to me too, especially last week when we saw the protesters start camping out on the front steps of the legislature. I mean, that happened a, a week ago. They lit that fire. There were people going home sick from the legislature last week because they couldn't tolerate the wood smoke uh, that was coming into the building from this fire. And it, it occurred to me that maybe that was your opportunity when it was still kind of a small. Uh, set up, especially with the throne speech coming, that you get a plan in place right now. Maybe you put up some barriers to make sure that some of these entranceways are kept clear. And I guess that, I mean, you're a veteran of the, of the legislature buildings. I mean, at the end of the day, is that the responsibility of the speaker and the sergeant at arms to deal, figure that out? It is, but yeah. uh, they won't be the ones that make the ultimate decision. Uh, the premier will be involved in the decision making, I'm sure, is uh, you know, Jeff Meggs was involved in the decision making not to take the action. Now, the legislature, you know, again, people must understand uh, there's so many exits and entrances into that, Michael. You know, the tunnels, we know all of that, uh, where in fact you don't have to have that confrontation. So, this should have been uh, taken into account in the planning to ensure it happens. I'm sure there's a lot of things, or there ought to be a lot of things that are planned right now because all indications are these demonstrations. And the the activists are going to continue their actions, uh, not only here in British Columbia, but I believe across Canada. And you're starting to see some responses, but we should have planned for it. I absolutely agree. Cash, just as we're speaking, I'm getting a note from the CKNW newsroom right now that the Granville Street Bridge at this moment is being shut down by protesters. People now, that, are turning around on the bridge. Items. I, I would be, now, now, Michael, it, it's great for me to sit back and do it, but i got to tell you, based on my 31 years in policing, I would sit back and I would take some action right away because you want to deal with it uh, while you have a lower number of people in that particular area, and you want to make sure, number one, the safety of the, uh, the citizens around and the people working in that particular area, number two, the demonstrators. But again, you want to start to negotiate. You want to start to, to have a rapport with them, so maybe we okay. can open up one lane or two lanes for now. Let's not get people hurt here. Thanks That's for coming on. Got to start doing. Thank you for coming on. Take care, Mike. Okay, it's Cash Heed, the former Solicitor General.